0: critically acclaimed. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. This is part two of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode. I'm really excited to talk about it since I haven't done a comedy in a really long time, but I watched this pretty recently, so it's very fresh in my head and it's going to be a fun one. Now, initially, I really didn't expect to like the show. My cousin is the one that got me to watch it and I was afraid it was going to be like Parks and Rec and The Office humor, which is not my cup of tea, but I was pleasantly surprised to see that I actually liked it. Um, I think the fact that they have like homicides or cases to work on each episode gives the show a little bit of like the elements of a drama. So if I wasn't into the humor of that episode, at least I could get into like the case or something. So let's just dive right in into my opinions on the characters. So my favorite characters are Jake, Terry and Gina. I obviously love Jake's humor and how ridiculous he is. And honestly, part of the reason why I didn't think I would like the show was because Andy Sandberg was the lead. Like, I've never watched any of his stuff because I always think it's not my humor and it's so silly um, and it's pretty stupid. But like, I mean, I've seen a few of his like skits on SNL, but otherwise not much. But anyway, I liked his childlike humor in the end, especially when it was like juxtaposed with Amy's like seriousness. Um, and then I also don't know why, but... I, like, didn't think he was attractive at all, and now I do. Not sure if it's, like, because his personality grew on me. I don't know, but let me know if you're also there. Then, as for Terry, I really just loved Terry Crews as a person, so this was easy to like his character. Even though it's stupid, like I like how he refers to himself in the third person and he has his weird quirks of like, Terry loves yogurt or Terry loves love. I love that. And whenever he yells like nine, nine, I love it. I also feel like he's the most normal of everyone. Like he's funny and has his silly moments, but he's also like realistic, you know, about being like a husband and being a dad and like having these responsibilities and other stuff. And then last but not least is Gina. She is absolutely hilarious. And I feel like a lot of her personality is just Chelsea Peretti being herself. I will say though, I don't know why, but I feel like her, she was better before the baby and before she became like only a recurring role. I'm not really sure why, but it just seemed so much more organic and her humor and everything worked better. And I really hated how she left the show. And then as for the other characters, um, so Amy, I don't, like hate her or anything i just think sometimes her storylines are annoying like when she's trying to do things with holt and get his approval i also think there's one flaw about her character development based on everything we know about amy being type a and everything else there's no way she would be a smoker and that really just bothers me because it doesn't make sense given who she is then there's Rosa. Again, I don't dislike her, but she's just like, always her storylines are kind of the same. They're always about her not wanting to be emotional or vulnerable. Also, totally here for her being by. Kind of expected it from the beginning. Then Captain Holt. Okay, I understand the humor and like pairing him with Jake and all the time, like, their different types of humor and everything, but I don't find it that funny. Like none of his jokes get me to laugh out loud and sometimes it's quite uncomfortable. Like when he pretends to be straight, I was just like it was so awkward. And I know like this was something going in, I kind of like I don't know how I felt about it because my cousin was telling me that like Captain Holt is her favorite character and his humor, like she thinks he has the best humor on it. But like I just think he's really dry and it's not my like f- type of humor i was in this facebook group because i saw this facebook group um a while ago that was like a facebook group where everyone just pretend like talks and pretends to act like captain holt from brooklyn 99 so i joined the group and it was funny to see some of the stuff but then i did i like didn't ever look at anything because i was still watching it so i didn't want any spoilers of anything that happened on the show even though i feel like there's not too many spoilers that could happen um But in the end of the day, even now, like after having finished the show, I'm not in the group because I just like didn't find it funny. And it's all it is is like monotone, emotionless, like email like um, texts and stuff. Okay, then Charles, I really don't like Charles. He's just way too much, like, especially all the hypersexual comments that he makes that he doesn't really, like, realize and think about. Like, obviously, they know that and that's the point of him and they even poke fun at it at times. He was, like, when he was talking to a therapist or something, I don't know, he was like, yes, I tend to say, like, hypersexual comments and not realizing it. He's like, you think? Um, But I just really don't like him. It's also super weird how obsessed he is with Jake and how overly involved he is with with like his and Amy's relationships. I just, I don't like it at all. And then, of course, Hitchcock and Scully, at the very beginning, I didn't really pay attention to them, and I didn't even know who was who, because I think I, think I like, didn't think it was relevant or important, Um, but, like, as the show went on, they became more a part of the plot. I will say I like Scully way better, especially when they gave him, like, that love interest and, you know, kind of explored him as, like, a person, in a sense, whereas, like, I think Hitchcock is just super weird okay now as for my thoughts on storylines like I said in part one I always liked when they had like parts one two three in uh, like ep- of episodes because it gave more drama like storylines so some examples of these were like when Jake and Captain Holt had to go to Florida because they were in witness protection program when Jake and Kevin were in the safe house when Jake and Rosa went to prison so like these were little elements that were going on for a few episodes so that way you know you had to watch the the last episode to know what was going on so i like that i also liked how they had some recurring storylines like anything with die hard the vulture doug judy of course and then like holt's rivalry with wunch um i of course loved jake and amy expected it from the beginning but i really didn't think it would move as fast as as it did like i was really surprised at the end of season one that jake told amy how he felt i for sure thought they would drag it out a little while where he was like having to come to terms with his feelings before including her in on that knowledge, and then they would date and et cetera and all that. I also realized that they never broke up or had any off again, on again time, like most couples that start early on on a show. Like, they were literally together the whole, like, it like I think it didn't start until like season two or whatever, but like, they're together the whole time. They never break up. They never have like a moment of like taking a break. So it's, it's very interesting how that happens on this show. As for other relationships, Holt and Kevin are super interesting because of their humor and like whenever they say something about showing affection in public and it's literally a handshake, I'm like, oh my God. Um, it's also weird because Kevin is played by Mark Evan Jackson, who I recognize from The Good Place, and he plays like such a sinister character. So there's like emotion in that, but there's no emotion in him in this. Um, I really didn't like Rosa and Pimento. I hated Pimento's storyline like overall, like no thank you. And then we don't really get much into, like, Charles' relationship too much. Um, Rosa, we're seeing, like, a little bit more. And I think with Gina, it was kind of, like, super random how she met this guy and, like, as having a baby. Like, it was really random. Obviously, they wrote her real-life pregnancy into the show, but I just don't think they did a good job in, like, supporting it and making it an organic storyline. Okay, then something I want to talk about is the New Girl crossover episode. So this was crazy for so many reasons. For starters, when I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I didn't know about the crossover. So I'm literally just watching an episode and all of a sudden I see Jess and I was so caught off guard. So naturally, after I watched that one, I went and watched the New Girl episode um, because I have seen New Girl, but like I did not remember it. So I was confused because I was also like really confused because I thought Brooklyn Nine-Nine was an NBC show because at the start of every episode on Hulu, it has like the little Peacock NBC logo thing. But then I learned, and I was confused because of that, because New Girl is a Fox show, and like you can't have a crossover across networks. So then I learned that Brooklyn Nine-Nine was originally on Fox, and it got canceled after season five, but then NBC picked it up. So, that aside, like I was saying, when I, I have seen New Girl, but I watched it like years ago. So, at the time, like, but I don't really remember New Girl that much, like, which is sad because it's such a great show, but I really don't remember a lot of the jokes or the humor and everything. So, when I was watching New Girl, like, I obviously didn't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I don't think I really understood it all. And then that aside, it was also crazy because Coach from New Girl existed first then he guest starred on brooklyn 99 in season three and then the crossover episode happened in season four so coach's character wasn't on brooklyn 99 but it would have been like in the crossover episode but it would have been hilarious had coach been there and then jake made a comment about him looking familiar or something like that would have been great and then of course it gets crazier because Nassim pedrad who plays Allie in new girl then played jake's half-sister so this got ruined for me because I posted the whole crossover episode stuff on TikTok and people were commenting about Allie being Jake's sister, but that doesn't happen until much later in the show. Um, so I didn't know about it, but you know, it's not really that big of a deal. But overall with this, I just wanted to say like, we need to normalize crossover episodes again because I feel like crossovers never happen anymore. Like the only time crossover episodes happen is if the shows exist in like the same universe. So for example, Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 or like Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, um, like those types of crossovers happen. But I mean, like I wanna see crossovers between just like like this, New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine had nothing to do with each other. They just happened to be on the same network. Like I would love to see a crossover like that Because that'd be so cool. I mean, yes, it's like stretch. It's a very big stretch and you have to like come up with a way to do it. And I feel like it'd be difficult in the world of like dramas, but comedies should do it more often and it always just makes me think of like the crossover episodes from disney channel like that's a sweet life of hannah montana where it was that's a raven sweet life Zack and cody and hannah montana personally i love that crossover of all the crossovers that happen on disney channel the only other one that i distinctly remember was obviously like um wizards on deck with hannah montana which was wizards of waverly place sweet life on deck and hannah montana um but then i know they've done ones with like shake it up Girl Meets World, um, Jesse, Austin and Allie, but, like, I wasn't really into those shows. Like, I watched, and, like, I think Good Luck Charlie also. I think Good Luck Charlie was, like, the last show that I watched in its entirety on Disney Channel, but, like, then Shake It Up, Jesse, Ant Farm, like, those I watched the beginning but never finished them. And then I did not watch Austin and Allie or and I watched Girl Meets World, but that was for Boy Meets World. But that's a tangent. Sorry. But overall, I'm just saying we need to normalize crossovers between shows that don't have anything to do with each other. Okay, then another thing, I'm really glad that they ended the whole Charles being into Rosa thing early on. Like I could never see them together and I'm glad that they didn't dwell on it for too long and they had him move on with his life. Also, like, Nikolaj is super cute. Like, the actor that plays him is so adorable, and I love that storyline for them. Then some of the episodes that I distinctly remember and really liked were when Sterling K. Brown guest starred and Captain Holt and Jake were interrogating him, and he was, like, really, really serious, and he was able to, like, keep up this front the whole time, but then he, um, Jake finally got him to crack and reveal, like, how he killed the orthodontist or doctor or whoever um then when rosa and jake couldn't figure out who killed the man in the apartment building and jake had like promised the mom that he would figure out who did it i really like that episode um the one where there was a hacker in the precinct and they only had 15 minutes to figure out how to stop them um when the whole group goes to the beach house for a weekend vacation thing but captain holt joins so then like their fun is kind of ruined Um, I particularly love that one because I love Gina and Amy's whole like what number drink turns Amy, like what a certain number drink turns Amy into like dancing Amy, flirty Amy, you know, all that kind of stuff. I really like that. Um, any of the Gina Knows Best episodes like absolutely flawless and then all the episodes with Doug Judy specifically the one with him when, and his sister and also the one where they went to the karaoke place and Jake and Doug like Judy sang a duet virtually like that was really funny and then obviously one of the best scenes is the iconic cold open Jake when Jake has the guys in the lineup sing, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys to help identify the criminal. I could not talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine without talking about this scene. I had seen this scene before I watched the show, and honestly forgot about it when I was watching. But then it wasn't until like a few times on TikTok I was seeing some people post it, um, and then like I guess it said what episode it was in. So that kind of got me upset because I wanted to you know not know and experience it organically. But then you know it it just happened and I knew when it was coming, so it was fine because it's flawless. Um, and this um, clip is actually the clip that inspired me to do that new series on. TikTok, where it's you know, um scenes I know you've seen even if you haven't watched the show. And Brooklyn 9 was the first one I did because literally everyone has seen it. Like I remember seeing it on Facebook a while ago, like years ago, and me and my brother would always watch it. And our whole thing was we're like number three deserves a, a record deal because he has such a great voice, and this scene has also um, made me adopt the phrase chills, literal chills. Like I say that all the time, like literal chills. Okay. Then some of the inside jokes from the show. These are like obvious. Um, but title of your sex ta- your sex tape, absolutely ridiculous, and right up Andy Sandberg's alley, but I love it. Noise, cool, 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 toit, just love all the weird phrases. Um, ya boring. Every time Amy says this, I think of ya basic from the good place, which I think makes a lot of sense because I'm pretty sure the writers are the same for um Like, for... The writers for Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the writers for The Good Place are the same. So I think that's where it came from, maybe. Um, I liked Amy and Jake's bet at the beginning of the show. I also loved the, those episodes when they had to face their feelings, like when they had to go undercover as a couple and then stake out on the rooftop. Loved that. And then also, of course, you can't talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine without the Halloween heist episodes. Absolutely love them. I didn't like that they did the Cinco de Mayo one instead, but... Yeah, and I feel like the best ones were when Terry and Gina won, and then obviously when Jake proposed. So, yes, now that that's like all my opinions about the show. And just a side note before I get into fun facts – but as I was looking for them, I saw some pictures from Comic-Con of them, and I literally now don't understand Comic-Con. So I always thought Comic-Con was a convention solely for all these comic books. And, you know, the sci-fi shows and movies based on comic books. Like, it was definitely nerd culture, so things like Star Wars, Star Trek, and then I guess with the Marvel movies that that kind of made it cool, and then the DC shows from the CW. But then I learned that Teen Wolf and the Vampire Diaries were at Comic-Con, and Once Upon of time was there and i guess like i understood those to an extent because they're supernatural and fantasy shows but now brooklyn 99 was that comic book so i just don't understand so if someone could like clue me in and explain the like what comic-con really is and what if it's just like a convention for you know tv shows and stuff like i don't know um Like, I'm looking it up right now. It says, Comic-Con is a non-profit, multi-genre entertainment and comic comic book convention. So I guess it's, like, just for entertainment. I don't know. That's kind of crazy because then it's, like any show or a movie could be at comic-con and it's like i literally wrote off comic-con like i mean the big one is in san diego and i live in florida so i wouldn't ever really go but i always wrote it off like it's nerd culture i'm not into that but then i learned about like teen wolf and once upon a time and i was like oh my god this is crazy so yeah that was just a total tangent side note but i just thought i would share that so now let's get into the fun facts quite a bit and they're all really fun ones. So up first the cast underwent police and firearm training to like get into character as um detectives so that's kind of cool then stephanie beatrice who plays rosa has to act blind on set and this is because she's legally blind but her character doesn't wear glasses and she refuses to wear contacts since they hurt her eyes um also side note about her i haven't seen like any of the interviews of her but i feel like it'd be really weird because i'm just so used to her talking and acting so emotionless and tough and with her deep voice it's like anytime she has to go undercover on the show, it's like, wow, that's probably what she actually sounds like. Um then the 99 chant was written into the show after Terry Cruz invented it to cheer up the cast when they were like tired or struggling to get through. Um, so that's pretty cool. Same thing went for Jake's phrase, cool, cool, cool 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 cool. Um, the title of your sex tape joke is apparently used off screen too, which is great uh Andy Samberg and Chelsea Peretti I'm pretty sure most of you guys know this but they play childhood friends on Brooklyn Nine-Nine but they're also childhood friends in real life and they go back as far as going to elementary school together which is so fun and so that's why like they're in a, a lot of the same projects together um so that's really cool then Melissa Fumero's husband guest starred on the show as the crossword puzzle guy. And same thing happened with Joe Lo Trublio's wife, who guest starred as an employee at the stationery store when Jake and Charles are prepping for the wedding. Um, then I'm pretty sure they wrote Melissa Fumero's pregnancy into the show. So she was pregnant in like one of the earlier seasons, like season three, I think. And I noticed this when they were on the cruise with Doug Judy, like, she i don't know i could just always tell like i'm really good at that for some reason um and then later on they ended up having her pretend to be pregnant when she went to prison but that was obviously like her real pregnancy and then later in the show when jake and amy become pregnant like that again is her real pregnancy um then terry terry's character in the show is a talented artist because he's actually an artist in real life his first job was a courtroom sketch artist so that's really cool and he even got an art scholarship for college before an athletic one then crazy cupcakes which is a show um which is a excuse me which is a game that is referenced a lot in the show and it's kind of like i think a spoof on candy crush is actually a real game i haven't like downloaded it or tried to play it but that's kind of cool And then lastly, the cast doesn't know who's going to win the Halloween heist until they start filming. So I think that's a little something extra so their reactions can be like kind of really genuine in a sense. So yes, that is everything for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm really glad that I watched the show. I'm, like I said, I'm really looking forward to season eight. And we'll definitely like go live on TikTok to give you updates on my opinions or, you know, might do like a recap episode, like a part three for a lot of these shows when I get more episodes. So like I was thinking of doing that for Grey's Anatomy and This Is Us. But of course, like there's it's been off for so many weeks already, like I'm waiting for new episodes and everything. But that is Brooklyn Nine Nine. I hope you guys enjoyed, um, and you got something out of it. Otherwise, be sure to follow me, um, at Not So Critically Acclaimed on TikTok and Instagram. Also, I would love if you could rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, specifically a review. I would really love to just hear your thoughts about the, um, my podcast, you know, things you like, things you might want to see, um, any suggestions, all of that. Also, um, if you want, you can follow me on this app called TV Time. So it's a great app that I use to track my TV shows. Um, and so you can follow me, my, uh, public profile is just at not so critically acclaimed as well and you can see what i'm watching in real time so for example i just started watching lucifer over the weekend and i'm on like episode seven or something so you can see um, how i'm going with that and everything but otherwise thanks for listening to me guys and i will be back next week with i can tell you i will be back next week with to all the boys i've loved before always and forever the third and final installment in the franchise because because that comes out this Friday, February 12th, and I am just so not ready for it to be over, but we'll talk about that next week, okay? Bye.